Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Back to Vertical Momentum. Guys, I love you. VM Nation, you guys are truly amazing. Guys, I want this is going to be an amazing interview. Um, it's going to be packed full of knowledge um, and inspiration. If you guys have been in the military, you all know that ruck marching sucks. It's horrible. Um, I have so many injuries from rucking, but this gentleman does it because his heart is into helping save lives and also help commemorate the memories of those we've lost in the past. And we're going to be talking to Mr. Phil, Phil Cook, amazing friend of mine, 16-year Army veteran. He's going to be telling you why he marches and the reason that he does what he does. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Soldier Girl Coffee. If you guys love coffee and if you got if you have a little bit of stress in your life and you she has a coffee with CBD in it, it actually helps you relax a little bit and chill out. So if you love coffee, check out Soldier Girl Coffee. She's a veteran and she hires all veterans in her company. Phil, my brother, what's going on? Good evening. How are you, my friend? Oh, man, life is good. I'm, I couldn't wait to get you on. Like I said, you know, a lot of people, when you say ruck march, the first thing they think of, like me, I think of, you know, agony and misery and, you know, and rucking and basic training until we all bled and passed out. So, but first, I, I love everything you're doing. Um, how are you doing today, bro? I'm actually doing pretty good, despite it being cloudy here in Tennessee, but that's all good. How is your brother holding up? Uh, my brother actually is doing amazing. Um, back in July, he had a 4th of July accident, as you as you recall. Uh, he lost his both of his eyes uh, due to the freak accident. He had a fire fireworks cannon go off in his face. He had five surgeries on his right eye. And I'm happy to report as an update that he can now see out of his right eye once again with 2025 vision, which is amazing for him. That's uh, his left eye, unfortunately, they have not been able to do anything with it. Um, they're still tr trying. The furthest he's gotten so far is, is a little bit of light and some distinct shadows out of that left eye. So we're still remaining uh, optimistic on it, and we'll see how it goes. But we're continuing to pray for him and encourage him not to overdo himself and stress out so much. <laughs> I, I love it, brother. So quick, quick, quickly, give us a quick down and dirty about you, where you come from, why, and why you joined the Army, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Um, I served 16 years, 16 and a half years total in the Army. Uh, I grew up in Southern California in the desert in Palm Springs, California area, not too far from 29 Palms in San Diego, California. I uh, went to high school out there, uh, joined the service late at 30 years old uh, because of the fact that I was well, working three different jobs, taking care of my family, uh, had a son, had a daughter, and I needed to you know, take care of them. So I decided that the military was the way to go. After construction kind of stopped and went stop and go for a while. So I joined the service. I uh, wanted to make a difference in people's lives as well as continue my uh, tradition on the military family side, uh, on my dad's side and my grandmother's side. So I joined the service uh, prior to 9 11. 
Went to basic training at Fort Knox. Just finished up basic. 9-11 had happened. Ended up um, going to Ground Zero for three months. Pulled security, checking vehicles. After that, uh, went to Iraq. Uh, did 18 months for my first combat tour, which was an adventure in itself. Uh, got injured there. Uh, went back to Germany. I was stationed with uh, Big Red One out of Germany at the time. So I got back uh, from Germany. Uh, back stateside, deployed a second time to Iraq with the Combat Engineer Brigade out of Fort Hood. Uh, did 11 and a half months there, came back stateside again, uh, PCS up to Fort Campbell, uh, where I deployed a third time to Iraq. So it's, it's literally back to back to back deployments. Uh, finished up those deployments there, came back stateside again, had an 11 month break, went to Afghanistan, uh, which I was deployed with the Strike Brigade, 2nd Brigade here out of Fort Campbell. Uh, we lost 77 soldiers to our combat engineers uh, deployment in our Afghanistan. We lost 13 original pe people after that uh, to suicide after our deployment, unfortunately. So me serving overseas for 16 and a half years for the, with the military, deploying five times, knowing soldiers that I served with that also committed suicide, really hits home with me a lot. Um, so... Even though I had major back surgery in 2015 before I got out, uh, my back was fused together with the cage rod and screws, which it is today, my L3, L4, L5, S1, and S2. Uh, the doctor told me that I'd be able to walk again, but I would not be able to ruck again. So me being stubborn and, and determined is, is more, more than ever, uh, I decided to prove him wrong. Four years later, I've got a 30-pound rucksack on my back. I'm rucking in memory, rucking all the time in memory of our fallen soldiers out there uh, and making it a point to let them know and the Gold Star family members know of those soldiers that their soldiers may have been lost you know, overseas during the, being their, their time in service, but they are not forgotten. Um, I take pride in, in doing that with Memories of Honor, which is a nonprofit 501c3 based out of Franklin, Tennessee. And we have living, breathing memorials where we have bibs that we are passed out at our events across the country so people can walk, run, ruck, or cycle in memory of a fallen service member. Um, I've been doing this now with Memories of Honor for three and a half years, and I am very proud to say it's an amazing organization to be part of, and we continue to get bigger and bigger. Uh, matter of fact, November 20th coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, we actually have a group of us that are going to be ruck marching the Nashville Marathon uh, in memory of, 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 of a group of fallen soldiers, which is amazing for us in itself. And in March, we will be actually doing the Baton Death March in White Sands Missile Range as a team. Um, so now let's go back a little bit. You get hurt your back gets all jacked up. Um, and of course, you know, in the military, you know, once we get hurt, um, we're out of sight, out of mind, and nobody really gives a shit about you. You know, people move on, you know, like, you know, like Sergeant Nick o Valentine says, you know, once you get out of the military, you know, the military doesn't give a shit about you. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people like myself um, went through a very hard transitioning, you know, because you put 16 years in, you know, I put 23 in and all of a sudden I didn't know who I was. 
I, my whole being was Sergeant Kaufman and I had to figure out who I was. So I went through a really bad transitioning. What was your transitioning like? Mine was just as very bad as well. Uh, I, I, I got forced out through a med board. Uh, the med board process just kind of went through the basic, you know, just skim over your records. Okay, this is what you got. You're out the door. Have a good day. Um, I knew there was stuff that was in my record that they did not write down and give me credit for. So I had to do a second evaluation for my records when I did that. After I highlighted the stuff that they had missed, they found it and gave me finally gave me credit for it. But my hardest problem that I had once I once I got out uh, wasn't just so much having the back surgery, the, the six months physical therapy, rehab, learning how to walk all over again from a walker to where I am today, walking with a leg a leg brace from time to time as needed because I have a pinched sciatic nerve and my right leg does give out from time to time, so I have to wear that leg brace. Um, so what I had to do was, while I was in, I was going to college. I was smart. And since I enjoy photography work, I decided to utilize my education uh, and utilize that to go into business for myself, doing my own photography work, which I do today. Um, but my biggest frustration for me and challenge, of course, was, okay, here I am. I'm in a routine. I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I do PT. I go to the gym. I come back spend the day in the motor pool, taking care of soldiers, doing, you know, soldier stuff, and then come home in the evening, relax, get up in the again. Well, after 16 and a half years, oh, well, you're done. Here's your papers. Have a nice day. Out the door you go. Here's your 214. Well, now I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? So it became a hard transition for me trying to transition from that everyday military life uh, routine into, okay, you have an entire day, figure out what you want to do. So with me, my thing was, okay, I had my back surgery. I'm, I'm recovering from this. I need to continue to push myself to get better to where I can actually do something. So I started ruck marching with with a, just a basic backpack, uh, you know, a couple miles a day, a couple miles a week. So little by little, built it up. And I built up the weight. And then three years ago, uh, I got introduced to Memories of Honor at a 5K running event, and they found out what they were all about, uh, got involved with them. I've been with them ever since then, and I would am very happy to say that I'm glad that I got involved with them, as well as Intervert Warriors. Uh, Intervert Warriors is a nonprofit 501c3 veteran organization that I'm part of. And with all those soldiers that I knew that were lost uh, due to suicide after our deployment, it really hit home for me because it made me feel like I was part of a team once again. I had people that served, regardless of branch of service, that had been overseas, that had experienced the stuff that I had gone through. And there was that common connection that we have. And once you deploy downrange and you work with military people side by side, you never forget that. And you can always tell a person in, the, in, the, in a crowd that has served in the military or that does serve in the military by the way they carry themselves. They're very proud of who they are and what they are, and they carry themselves. And intermittent warriors, that's what we're all about, bringing families together, bringing people together, helping prevent suicide for our veterans out there and encouraging them to reach out to one another, create a support line to where if they need someone to talk to or they need some advice, 
uh, we are there for one another because Lord knows the VA has shortchanged us when it comes to our, our help that we need downrange after being in and serving as long as we have. Um, so on that aspect, what I also do with my photography work is I incorporate that into the nonprofits, both of them, um, by doing photography for both the events, sharing the events, by capturing the images and telling the story through the images that I do uh, as to what the old nonprofits are actually all about, preventing suicide, you know, remembering those fallen service members, connecting with the Gold Star families, and, you know, the uh, reconnection of being one as part of a team. Those are the images that I capture through my camera lens. But they tell a story by themselves, which is amazing in itself. Um, I also have started a uh, project I started on when COVID kicked off, where I have started making the one-of-a-kind memorial photos uh, for our military, police, fire department, and first responders. Uh, these are custom-made design memorial photos for our, for, for our service people uh, that give their life on a daily basis, not just the military itself. You know, police officers, firefighters, our first responders out there, uh, you know, they put their lives on the line on the civilian side, not just the military side. And it's a way of paying tribute to them and ultimate respect for them as well. And um, I take pride in my work and my photography work, as you know, uh, stands for itself. All right. So now I, let's talk about um, business, because, you know, a lot of times when we get out of the military, guys and girls, we like working for somebody. You know, we want us to start in our own business. And, and you know, we get out and we start a T-shirt company, an ad company liquor or coffee and then six months later we're ten thousand dollars in debt and don't know what the hell just happened um so talk to us about starting your own business and what mindset it took and did you have a plan before you started your business or did you just wing it well before i joined the service i was doing photography work myself uh for a photography business and I really enjoyed doing photography itself, even though I was in high school. So I continued to do with it after that. Uh, I went to college, got my bachelor's degree in fine arts with a concentration in photography um, because I was, it was a true passion for me. And me having severe PTSD, uh, I actually also found out that photography is an actual tool that I use for my own therapy to help me de-stress and do a mental reset because I can go out in the woods and do landscape photography and get some beautiful pictures off the lake or, or the waterfalls or the, or the trees or whatever. So it's an awesome thing to do. Um, when it came to the business aspect of the course, as I started looking into it and looking at the competition, and I started asking questions and it's like, okay, well, you need X amount of this, this you know, X amount saved up because you need to have the basic equipment to get started. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I saved up about $5,000, um, bought my base, my first camera, a couple lenses, a couple backgrounds, and a basic lighting kit. And started going around and, you know, showing my work to a lot of people and started getting a lot of attention and people started me about doing photos for them and then I started charging them. And of course, you know, in any business, if you do your job right or you run your business right, and you, do, you have a good quality product out there or you provide excellent service and value uh, for your 
new clients, it's going to get attention. And word of mouth travels faster than anything these days, it, almost as fast as social media. Um, so what I did is I made it a point from the get-go to take pride in what I did. If I'm not sure about something, I do the, do the research on it, try and find the answers that I need for those questions that I have. Um, most important thing, of course, is don't put myself out there further than I have to be without putting myself in a hole. By doing that, it's like, okay, well, I want to be at this level here, but I'm only here. So in order to get to this next level, I've got to do A, B, and C to get to D. So by doing that, you know, that's baby steps. You have to learn, learn to walk before you can run. Um, and a lot of it, you know, it takes time. But the most important thing is, you know, do your research when you start a business. Have some money set aside and, and understand that most businesses, the first three years are the hardest for you because you not only have to have your startup, you have to have your insurance and your coverage uh, and your your money to get started with, but you also have to establish yourself out there in the community. And you have to also have to have quality content out there being published on social media weekly and keep your, keep your name out there as well as your face out there. Because if you're not out there on a regular basis in the community, you're just a needle in a haystack and nobody's going to see you. And you also have to figure out a way that you can do something different out there to make yourself stand out from others. And that's what I did with these memorial photos. Uh, the memorial photos that I've done have been sent all over the country to include Canada that I've done these photos for already. And I'm very proud of the fact that I came up with something busy during the COVID situation rather than having to close doors like a lot of small businesses did when COVID kicked off. Um, and with me working with the nonprofits, it gives me an opportunity to also do a lot of great networking, which is great. Um, and a veteran, of course, I'm also part of a lot of the veteran groups out here on social media for business owners and stuff as well. So being able to collaborate with them, network with them, and work with them is all, all a win-win situation all around because by doing so, you're only setting yourself up for success. So now... Say if, you know, you're a guy gets out of the military, does his 20 years, you know, now you're, you know, 40, 45 years old, family, you know, family of five, and you want to start, you know, building a better life for your wife, for your family. And a lot of it can't be made through um, working a nine to five. So sometimes they want, you want to get on to start your own business. Now, because, you know, what you do, is a lot of it is in person. How did you build your relationships in your warm market? I know a lot of people, you know, they want to start a company and, and they want to go global, but they forget about their warm market. So can you talk well, about the, the biggest thing is to always start small. Don't go big right away because some of those people that go big right away end up broke fast because they put out all their money, all their eggs in one basket at one time. And they think that, okay, if I'm doing this right away, I'm going to be a great success and, and I'm going to make all this extra money right away. It don't work that way. So start small and work your way up. So now you know, I've been getting very much into you know, learning about mindset. So I've been doing a lot of studying lately. And a lot of, you know, even back in the 19, 19, early 1900s, you know, Dale Carnegie, um, they were talking about masterminds back then to, you know, talk to people that are where you want to be 
and they talk about mentorship. So talk to us Absolutely. about mentorship and mastermind. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we've got I got Rob Garcia. He's an awesome, awesome guy. Very smart, highly intelligent. Uh, he's got a lot of great strategies when it comes to business, and there's there several of those out there. Um, him in particular, and we got Jason Curtis as well. Um, you know, they've all got great you know, success stories themselves, and, and they've gone through, you know, the trials to, to get where they are today now. And, you know, it's like, well, I'm, I'm struggling on this part. I'm struggling on this part. And how can I get to the next level? Can, can you give me a hand? And the biggest thing is not to be afraid to ask questions, not to be afraid to swallow your pride and ask for help. By doing that, you're only going to help yourself and end up making it more of a, of a success for your, what you're doing because you're getting the help that you need to get you to that next level. And if you'd be surprised, a lot of people out there, they will be more than willing to listen to what your, what your problem is. And 10 to 1, they, it can be a simple answer. It can be a, a complex answer. But, you know, you don't know the answer to your question unless you ask it. And there are people out there that can help you get to that next level. You just have to be willing to put the work into it and be willing to open your mouth and ask those questions. So what if you're a guy, say, even like me, you know, because I mean, one thing people know about me, I'm always going to be real. I'm always going to be honest. You know, I, I kind of let myself go with that COVID weight. So if a guy, a girl, you know, they want to start rucking, but they're going to be like, Man, I can't even walk around the block without being winded. How do you go about building up, uh, you know, building up your resilience, you know, and building up your uh, stamina for rucking? Well, what I did was I just grabbed me like a little regular backpack, you know, and I threw a camel pack inside it with, with, with some water and a couple little, couple of little hand weights. Start walking around the block. You know, do that for a week or two and then go for two blocks Then go for and then start setting yourself a weekly goal of, of, you know, you want to accomplish two miles. You want to accomplish five miles. You want to accomplish 10 miles. Little by little, you can build it up to the point. The biggest thing with rucking is it's not a competition. It's all about you getting out there, getting in the exercise in in a casual manner and, if, and starting and, and finishing it at your own pace. And over a period of time, the more you do it, your times will increase, your distance will increase, the better you'll get, and you'll you'll find that hey, look at this, I did ten I did ten miles in three hours. Well, how did I do that? Well, you know, six months ago I was doing five miles in three hours. It's all about pushing yourself and being determined and not giving up. Uh, myself right now with with my leg brace, a thirty pound ruck on my back. I'm doing 12 miles in three hours and 15 minutes. So if I can do it, having a cage on my lower back, a 30-pound ruck, and a leg brace on my leg, anybody can get out there and do it. It's all a matter of pacing yourself, setting yourself basic realistic goals, and making it happen. So now talk to me, you know, because sometimes you have to, like I said, when you're starting – you're a company sometimes you have to work a nine to five then work your you know work your like you know like gary vaynerchuk said you know work your nine to five and then work for yourself from seven to two a.m so what was it like for you were you doing a nine to five before you 
while you started your business? Well, I was doing it as, uh, when I was in the service doing my photography work, I was doing it as an extra duty while I was actually serving. Um, I was the company photographer. I took pictures of the award ceremonies, uh, the change of commands that we had. Uh, when we were down de deployed downrange, I was doing photos for the, for the memorial services for our lost soldiers. So things like that that I did as an extra duty uh, gave me the recognition and support that I needed to continue to do what I do now. Um, at the same time, you know, after being back stateside after my deployment, I continued to do it, but I did it on the weekends as a weekend side hustle, so to speak, uh, until I started building up, you know, a, a huge clientele to where I was making more money doing photography work than I was getting a military paycheck every two weeks. So it can be done. It's just a slow process. Um, and if you are out there to get a business started, I would recommend you find something that you enjoy, something that you like. You need to be auto detail, need to be computer repair or, you know, web design or something like that. Look, uh, look at what's something that you enjoy. See what, how much time it's going to take you to get started. Look at how much your investment is going to have to be. Look at your competition where you're at. That's the biggest thing. Because based on that, you can adjust your pricing to where your pricing may be a little under theirs and undermine the competition for a while while you build up your, your portfolio and your, your clientele. But by doing that, you can make it happen. All right. So now talk to us about um, having resiliency, especially in business, because a lot of people hit a lot of service-based businesses went out of business. Exactly. Being resilient during having a business, a service-based business during COVID. Well, like me as a photographer, I do a lot of family portraits. I do weddings. I do special events. When COVID kicked off, I lost 40% of my business. Cancelizations, cancelizations came across. Oh, because of COVID, we can't do this. We can't do that. Well, okay, fine. Well, my next thing to me was, well, there goes 40% of my business. Now what? Like every other business owner out there. So I said, well, I've got to figure out something that I can do remotely at home on the computer, still make some, some money at it and still survive versus closing my business door altogether because of COVID. That is why I started doing those memorial photos for our fallen people, uh, for law enforcement, military, and firefighters, because I can design them all out on the, on the computer, get all together, put the photo in there as well. I can print them off. I can go to the hobby shop. I can buy the frames. I can buy the matting. I can do all of that myself. And I've been taught, you know, growing up how to do all those things. So I was able to utilize the skills that I learned to apply those into my business to keep my business going. That is why now I'm still doing these memorial photos. They're keeping me busy and everyone loves the work that I do. I take pride in them and it shows. And the more I do, of course, the more, you know, people are just amazed with some of the stuff that I've done. But at the same time, by having an option to where you can do something remotely at home, it makes it even better because that way you don't have to depend on somebody walking through that door constantly for a residual income. And it, you know, it's, it's hard because when you're a service-based business, 
you depend on those customers to come to you for, for your services. And when you don't have those customers coming to you for your services, and you don't have the ability to offer those services via remote, you know, or like like I do over the internet, uh, you're going to lose business. And if you're losing business, you're not going to stay open. So it's very very important to be resi- be uh, resilient, be able to bounce back, always have a plan A and a plan B, because that way, if one plan doesn't work, you always have a backup plan to keep you going. I love it. Now, when I talk to veteran business owners, I give them, I have three rapid fire questions. I always ask them. Um, Okay. You ready? Yep. All right. If you had to start all over again with little to no money, how would you do it? How would I do it? Well, based on the knowledge I have today, I would say start with the basics, look at your competition, find something that you're good at, and that it, you can make money with. Okay. What is the most important lesson you've learned while being in business? Everybody wants something for free or for a dirt cheap price. However, though, everything comes with a price. And even if, if you know you are a military veteran as well as I am, and you expect something dirt cheap or for free, The biggest thing you can do is stress the value of your product or your services you are offering to your clients to explain to them, well, I can't give it to you for X amount of dollars because if I do, then X, Y, Z, A, B, and C, but for X amount of dollars, you're getting this, 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 and this, highlighting your your value that you're giving them. Okay, so last question. What top three pieces of advice would you give to someone just starting out in business today? Do your homework for, with your competition. Find something that you could, you're good at, that you can make money with, and always have a backup plan to keep you going. That way you don't end up broke or out of business yourself within three to five years. I love it. Now, how do we find you? How do we keep in touch with you? Uh, what can we do to support your mission? Well, um, I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook at Custom Portraits by Phil on Facebook, um, which is where my photography page is at. I've got all my photos on there. I also do product photography. Okay. Now, last question I ask everybody. I ask a thousand people. I get a thousand different answers. That's why I love this question. We still live in a COVID world. You know, we still have a lot of... uh, a lot of parents lost their jobs because of COVID and a lot of right. them are Uber DoorDash just to put food in their kid's mouth. So if there's somebody out there that's listening to this right now that is struggling in their business, what's something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to right the ship? Find a way to refocus efforts in order to have a positive outcome. I love it, brother. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate everything you do. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to help your brother a little bit. And if there's anything I can ever... Asher has to go outside right now. She's barking. Okay. Go ahead. Like I said, I just want to thank you for everything you do. 
I appreciate you. I also want to thank you know, Soldier Girl Coffee for sponsoring the show. She keeps us going. Brother, I'm so grateful and honored to call you for Hey, absolutely, my friend. You have yourself a wonderful time. And if there's anything I can do for you as well, let me know. If there's anybody out there that needs my services, feel free to reach out. I'll be more than glad to speak with you. All right, brother. Well, God bless you. Take care of the family. All right. Thank you much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.